Welcome to another edition of Maverick University. I'm your host, David Hallberg. Joining me is our adjunct faculty member, uh, Pastor Terry Angel. Brother Angel teaches our church ed courses and also our homiletics courses at the college. And so it's a pleasure to have you with us again, Brother Angel. Thank you. You can check out our previous conversations with Brother Angel dealing with uh, the subject of sermon preparation and how to improve your preaching. And so you can check out those on our YouTube channel and the audio-only platforms as well. But today's topic, Brother Angel will be talking about building programs. And I just sat down with Pastor Gomez to talk about the Vision Unlimited program. And sure. he, he covered the financial aspect of it and basically what the program is all about. But I thought maybe we could come at it from a slightly different angle uh, with you. You went through the Vision Unlimited program with Brother Gomez. Twice, twice yeah. Yes, and I would like for you to talk a little bit about the practical logistical issues with building a building, um, some of the things you're happy you did, some things you <laughs> look back on, and man, I wish we well, had. You know, you know, I used to have hair the color of yours, Brother Hallberg. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> when I was first became, first became your pastor. I think we have some pictures at home of you that way, too. <laughs> and people say, where did this happen? Two building programs. Yes, sir. <laughs> they could be a nightmare. Thankfully, God helped us avoid that at mm -hmm. Faith Baptist, and we have had two building programs, and Total, uh, total cost, uh, 3.4 million, uh, between 1.3 uh, and, uh, 1.8, so 3.1 million. Uh, but then we had a $300,000 remodel. Just so finished, just finished that. Uh, so, you know, we've, we've spent a lot of money uh, on the buildings. What were the needs that required you to do these buildings? Well, first of all, the, the auditorium got full and, and by full, you know, the old, uh, the old timers will tell you 80%. Mm -hmm. I was there, it, I became pastor in 1990, and we, you remember the old auditorium. It was not really a church auditorium. It was a it low was ceiling. Low ceiling, eight foot ceiling, and a nice room. Yeah. It was a nice, comfortable. Mm -hmm. But, uh, and I think it only seated, I don't remember exactly what it seated, but I remember this. I remember uh, a fellow called me from a nearby uh, ministry, and he said, hey, he said, uh, Dr. Lee Robertson is here teaching in our school, but he's not preaching any of the services at the church. Would you like to have him on Wednesday night? Now, this is like Tuesday morning. Yeah. And I said, <laughs> Lee Robertson, absolutely. Yeah. And so we didn't have time. And this is before emails. This is before all that day, oh, yeah. you know, okay. So basically it was trying to catch people at at home on the phone in your church and saying, hey, Dr. Lee Robertson's going to be there Wednesday night, you know, and we don't catch them all. And, um, uh, so he comes, and, and uh, we're sitting on the platform of the auditorium Wednesday night, mm -hmm. and the ushers are taking the offering. And uh, I was, there was a little table between us, you know. I'm sitting in one chair, he's in the other. A little table between us. And uh, he leans over to me, and he said, Pastor, is, uh, is, this, is this your people? Are these your people? And I said, yes, sir. This, this is, we didn't have time to invite anybody. It's Wednesday night, you know. He said, I know I forget what he says. Got to build. Got to build. Got to build. 80%, son, 80%, you're 80% full. And to shame, my shame, to my regret, I remember thinking, well, I know I've heard that's old school, you know, and, but, you know, we can, we can keep people coming. But Brother Hallberg, you know, we didn't. We'd fill up, we'd lose. We'd fill up, we'd lose. We'd fill up, we'd lose, you know. Hmm. People aren't, aren't going to sit. And, you know, one of the things that preachers do, shoot themselves in the foot, they go visit the mission field, and people sit on benches like this for five hours. 
<laughs> and then they come home and scream at their people. But we're, we're Americans. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not our culture. That's not what we're that. used to. No. Yeah. So people aren't going to sit shoulder to shoulder and uh, they're going to spread out. And when you hit 80% capacity, I would say start looking at the prospects of enlarging your auditorium. You may not remember this. We added, actually added some pews. To the uh, sides. Yes. I remember when we, we did that. We added some pews. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we cared for the problem that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just, just, the, just now, you know what? On the other hand, uh, some churches, maybe they don't have a seating problem, but they've accumulated money and they've been careful with their money and they can upgrade you know, oh, yeah. to a nice building, and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with it. So, but in our case, it was more. It was more. You know, the the space issue we needed to create. So, it was space. auditorium space for building program number one. Building program number two. What was the need? There? Sunday school. Sunday school space. Yep. The, okay. We built the auditorium and uh, remodeled the offices and nurseries, and uh, man, the church grew, and uh, now we're out of Sunday school space. Mm-hmm. Now we're just we're, you know. A Sunday school, B Sunday school, but the classes are small. The old gymnasium, you remember the old gymnasium. I remember being on the third floor up in the attic there for Sunday school. That was crazy. (laughs) It was exciting. It was a fire hazard. (laughs) It was was cool up there, I thought. Yeah, happy. Yeah, you boys, maybe you didn't get a whole lot out of the Sunday school lesson, but you enjoyed being on the third floor. Thank God none of you became Eutychus. Poof. Oh, yeah, (laughs) Fell out the windows, long way down. But... uh, so that, nece- that necessitated the second and the building program. Interesting book. I would encourage everybody going into a building program to get it and read it. It's called When Not to Build. When Not to Build. And it kind of takes you through your thought processes because, you know, if you have thought processes like, you know, if I build this building, my offerings are going up. You better not build hmm. on that premise. You don't know if your offerings are going up, you know. Uh, if I build this auditorium, people will come. Well, that does happen, mm-hmm. but you don't build on that premise. So it goes through a whole series of questions to ask yourself. And, uh, you know, are you utilizing the space you have to its fullest, fullest you know, potential? Sure. Because it's, it's, it, one of the things it's, you learn is it's very easy. Maybe Brother Gomez said this. It's very easy to raise money up, up front before the building starts mm-hmm. rather than after. And, and you're dangling uh, the carrot out there and people are yeah, willing to give, yeah, but once they yeah, have it. Right. So it was a, it was a very helpful book. And, uh, and yet, you know, I passed all the, the tests that the book kind of presents and uh, we jumped into the VU program. And so I've often, you know, I had the opportunity to speak at a few men, pastors meetings on the subject of church, a uh, building, building, not church building, but building a building. Sure. And I like it, liken it into, you know, you got a church, you, you've got a ministry that's functioning. Okay, it's like a it's like a, a flatbed semi running down the road. You've seen them strapped with uh, big, heavy pieces of steel on them, you know, sure. and they're running down the interstate 65, 70 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. They're they're doing well, you know, and out of the blue, there's this poof, extra weight just dumped on the back of that tractor on, on that trailer. Mm-hmm. Because that's what happens when a church goes into a building program. It doesn't stop, or it shouldn't Mm -hmm. stop its ministries to build. You're adding the building Mm -hmm. to everything else that's going on. And so it's like, you know, when that would happen, in your mind, if you can see a semi-tractor running down the road with a trailer and an extra two or 3,000 pounds of weight just dropped on it, he's going to have to gear down. Mm Mm-hmm. 
he's going to have to, you know, go through the gears a little bit and kind of get his, you know, get his momentum built up again. And that's kind of how I, I picture a building program. You've already got the ministry running down the road at 70 miles an hour. And now this load, this weight is going to be dropped on you. And you can't stop. To, the reason you need to build is because you're going down the road. Yeah. So don't stop going down the road. So there, there's there there are some hurdles to jump to, to keep that happening, you know, to keep it going. But uh, God was good to us. We moved into the gymnasium. Yep. You were there as a young man. You were there. Uh, we were there 14 months. Mm-hmm. 14 months. And that wasn't a, a pretty gymnasium. That was... Yeah, it was echoey. And- oh, my goodness. The concrete floor, the tin roof, when it rained, oh, help yeah. us. You You couldn't turn the volume up loud enough. And they warned me about that. But do you know, Brother Hallberg, you may not remember, but we went into that place for 14 months and not one service time in 14 months did it ever rain during the service. Are you sometimes it would rain before, sometimes it would rain right after, but we never had a noise problem in 14 months Wow! with messages, missions conference, things like that. It was a miracle. And we grew. We had people added to the church in the gymnasium. And, uh, and I think one of the things we did, you know, I decided, this is me, you know, and other pastors do it differently. But I just felt like the men in our church who had the potential to really jump in and do the building mm-hmm. were also running the bus routes, teaching the Sunday school classes, singing in the choir. I didn't want to, I didn't want that to lose steam. Mm-hmm. So we decided we'd send the project out. We did some of the we did some of the demo, mm-hmm. we did some of the smaller change orders that come up. Everybody has a change order, something that you didn't foresee, and mm-hmm. now you got to deal with it. And we tried to do those because those oftentimes cost you a lot of money. But um, we kind of tried to keep the people's focus on your bus route, your Sunday school class, your choir, your service opportunities. Mm-hmm. You know, so winning, uh, keep your focus on that. And uh, we hired it out both times. We did a little bit different. Both times we did a general contractor the first time, and uh, the second time we went with a firm, which was um, in-house. Uh, they 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 design, and then then they build. You know, okay. and uh, we they kind of do it all. Now, they get a fee for that, obviously. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, so there's different ways of doing it, uh, but we kind of left it pretty much to to hiring it out both mm-hmm. times, and I'm not sorry we did. So you had uh, building program number one, building program number two. We talked about the needs there. And then we have a recent renovation. Um, Were there some things that um, from the first building program, you did some things to the auditorium. I think you did some bathroom work, I think, as well. What were the needs for that renovation? Part of it was after you're in it, you know, you think, well, if I had this to do over again, I would change this, change that. Mm -hmm. And the other part of it was I've heard older preachers and a couple of older preachers told me, Terry, you know, if you get if you get your buildings up and you get out of debt, and thankfully we did, we got debt free. Um, you know, and you you have the you have some money. Uh, it doesn't hurt to dress the place up for your people. Mm-hmm. Put a little eye candy in there, and we had a pretty auditorium, yeah. but it wasn't it wasn't you know uh, a bunch of eye candy. It was very functional, very useful, and uh, you know if you walk if, if, if you buy a house. You go to a house where people have been living comfortably for 20, 20 25 years. Mm-hmm. You walk in, the first thing you think, your wife thinks especially, is those countertops got to go. 
Mm-hmm. They're old. People living there think, what's wrong with my countertops? Yeah, they're the ones that put them in. They're working fine, you know? So people walk into your 20-year-old bathrooms and uh, visitors, and they say, man, this is outdated. We use it every week. We don't think anything of it. It's true. Yeah. And so we decided, you know, let's update our bathrooms. We had we had we had some money, surplus money. Let's update our bathrooms and and bring them, you know, to you know, more cutting edge, if you want to call it that, as far as decor. Mm-hmm. Uh, not Taj Mahal. I've been in some places where, man, it's, you almost rather spend time in the bathroom than in the bathroom. <laughs> He's like, whoa, you know, not that, but still very nice, yeah. very nice. And um, and a little a little bit the same way in our auditorium. We we did change some things aesthetically, um, that uh, maybe, maybe eye candy, you know. But then we we did we changed some things functionally. We we built a pit for our orchestra, and, you know, kind of lowered the platform on both edges. Okay. So a little bit of both, a little bit of just dressing it up for the people who attend there every week, and some functionality, and some functionality too. Okay. Yeah. Now we we we've been covering just the the needs for it. What were some uh, things that you did during the construction project to keep people motivated uh, to give to the project? And well, we used the, the, the VU program, and then we did some we did some we did some extra things along the way to help expedite the process of paying off the loan. The borrower servant to the lender. I personally don't think you can make a case against borrowing money, but you can't change the principle. Yes, sir. That if you borrow, you're servant to the lender until you get that paid off. So, um, we we did uh, yard mart, which was a big thing. Here, here's the premise: if you do fundraisers to operate, then there's a problem. Yes, sir. The the people, the people's giving, should cover the operation of the church. Mm-hmm. It, we did fundraisers solely for prepayment on principle, solely. So every penny mm-hmm. went to prepayment on principle. Because, Brother Holberg, when you're talking about $1.8 million and you're able to put excess amount of principal to that payment every month, mm-hmm. you're, you're saving multiplied thousands of dollars. And time. Yes. So we... Uh, we, we would do those big yard marts where we would put uh, together uh, uh, people donated. Go through your house, your garage, your closets, your attics, that thing that's been sitting in the corner for years that you've always got a use for. No, you don't. You know? And we didn't take it on, on the consignment. Mm-hmm. We took it only on donation. Yep. And uh, we, we made a store out of that place. I mean, it was not, uh, it was not just thrown in there. Like we, we avoided the word rummage. Mm-hmm. Uh, we built a yard mart, a store. Laid out, priced, displayed, and that first one we made seventeen thousand dollars. I remember our first one, and it, it was unbelievable. It was incredible. It was incredible. Really yeah, and we made as much as twenty five thousand down the road. I've, I, we ran yard mart for twenty years, mm-hmm. maybe eighteen. I don't know. 18. And you're still doing it? No, 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 no. We're done. Oh, you're done with yard marts. Oh, okay. We're we're done. We're, we're free. We don't need yard mart anymore. Keep your junk. <laughs> the people in the community would like it, you know. But, yeah, no, uh, no, yeah. Get junk. Get rid of your junk another way. So. I remember, you know, people telling, telling stories. You wouldn't believe what this piece of garbage sold for. Exactly. Oh, One man's junk is another man's treasure. Yes, sir. And uh, so we we would use fundraisers, and we did. The ladies did a craft and bake sale, and. Mm-hmm. For a while, we hosted a golf outing, and, and every penny of that didn't go to pay uh, gas for the buses, electricity for the lights, uh, insurance for the property. No, no, no. That's operating expense. It went prepayment on the principal. And I think when you, when the people in the church know that that's what it's being used for, 
uh, they jump in and, and they got they they know they understand. Mm -hmm. Let's get out of debt. So yeah. just it's not just a weight on the pastor; it's a weight on the people. It as is. Well. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Brother Angel. Appreciate that. If you want to check out our other conversations with Pastor Angel, you can check out our YouTube channel and also the audio-only platforms as well. Thank you so much for joining us.